So um, that's, you know, these last couple of years have been pretty unprecedented for the cold in Texas. Yeah, it has. And when we had our conference there, hey, three years ago, next month, um, we barely made it through their freeze uh, and barely made it to the hotel that we were having it at. But uh, yeah, we've we've seen it. We've experienced it. And uh, well, just to celebrate the beautiful Arizona weather, I might try to go golfing sometime this week. Seeing how I rarely get to do that. I live on a golf course and I hardly ever get to go. So that's all right. You can turn over a new leaf for 2024, sir. It can be your resolution. Go golfing. Yeah. Well, when you get that plan? I, 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 don't, I, I don't tell people, I don't tell people happy new year anymore. I think 24 is going to be a very bad year, but we'll see if I'm right. I hope I'm not. Yeah. So anyway, you ready for my quote? Okay, here we go. And Sam, you're frozen, if you can hear. Anyway, folks, this is the uh, most powerful Tenth Amendment decision in the history of America. Um, Mac, Prince, two sheriffs. There were actually seven, but two of us ended up at the Supreme Court in December of 1996. And this decision should be read. You, Every one of you should keep these with you. Uh, Supreme Court case for state sovereignty. Uh, it was, uh, uh, our, our intent was to stop the overreach by the federal government associated with the Brady Bill. And I want you to know, I've always quoted Scalia, and I've always said these wonderful platitudes that Scalia included in the decision, including, my dear friends, including quotes from the Founding Fathers, quotes from the Federalist Papers, which is quotes from the Founding Fathers, and uh, quotes from the Constitution and, uh, and and Declaration of Independence and it's very fundamental. You will not find a more fundamental prin- and principled case in the history of America. And this is the most powerful 10th Amendment decision. Everyone should be loading up with these. They're very cheap. They fit in your pocket. Uh, they're... Get these out there. And this is what the uh, the four Democrats said. Uh, written by Justice Stevens, uh, the dissenting opinion. And get this, get this. If this isn't the Democrats today, uh, I don't know what is. But anyway, get this. The four Democrats dissenting in this decision said, if Congress believes that such a statute will benefit the people of the nation. So all all the Democrats need, all the, all the Congress needs, is to believe that the the legislation, the bill, will benefit the nation. And Sheriff, then he goes, it's, yeah. There's Are this you, word called delegated authority. There well, yeah. ain't none. Pardon the pun, <laughs> but there ain't none. So I don't care what they believe, Sheriff. Yeah, I don't care what they believe either. They're supposed to be following the Constitution, upholding and promulgating legislation in line with the Constitution. So that, and, and then he goes on. And serve the interest of cooperative federalism. Now there's a good one. Cooperative federalism. In other words, forcing the states to go along with nonsense and unconstitutionality from the federal government is called now cooperative federalism. Better than an enlarged federal bureaucracy, because we know how Congress hates to have enlarged federal bureaucracies, we, 
the ah. United States Congress, we should respect both its policy judgment and its appraisal of its constitutional power. Why do we have a United States Supreme Court if Congress can do just what they said here, do whatever they want, do whatever they believe? Yeah. Astonishing. And furthermore, oh, and by the and way, furthermore, if they can do whatever they want, why would we have a constitution spelling out the different responsibilities of the states, the general government, who has what authority on the on the on the division, the dual sovereignty that Anthony Scalia speaks about? And furthermore, why would we have a division between the president, the Congress and the courts anyway? I mean, they could just run everything with the executive and and the courts. Uh, maybe they could just use the courts. We don't even probably need an executive. Why have all those divisions, Sheriff, and those delegations of authority them. based on? If you look at the Constitution, they're all separated out. Here's your group of authority listed. Here's your group here. And it's all divided out. Why don't we just jettison that whole thing if that's not the case? Yeah, absolutely. We wouldn't need them. And so, folks, this gave birth. And I, I want to make a, a, a little bit of a, a, a commercial message, if, if, if it's really a commercial, maybe just a fundamental message. This, this case that came out in... 1997, June of 1997, this case gave birth to our constitutional sheriff movement. And we made it official in 2011 when we formed the CSPOA, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, which has been being attacked, and Sam being the CEO and myself, uh, being attacked by the leftist extremist media and, and other groups like ADL and IREHR and uh, SPLC and uh, the Daily Beast and I don't know what the Daily Beast is, but it's anyway. It's well, supposed to be some. I sort of interviewed. Listen, this is funny, Sheriff, about the Daily Beast. Mm -hmm. uh, when I went to the Republican National. As you know, I had a booth right across from CNN and right across from Microsoft and all these big insiders. Alex Jones was outside just railing because he couldn't get in. Mm -hmm. I was in there. Mm -hmm. CNN was feeding me breakfast and bringing me water. I got my picture taken at the CNN desk like I was a CNN reporter. <laughs> and I kind of made friends with those guys across the hall from me and stuff like this. It was quite fun. Anyway, I was a premier um, media quality in uh, the Republican National Convention. Uh, for Donald Trump. And I literally interviewed a guy from the Daily Beast and he had a great time on my show. And what I find fascinating now is now they pretend like they don't even know me, but this guy's like, oh yeah, I'd love to come back. Your show was incredible. Your questions were insightful. Oh, yeah. And the guy was just all over it until he found out who I was. And then he went, oh, you can't hang out with Sam Bushman. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's who and those then you became are, CEO yeah. of CS Then you became CEO of CSPOA and boy, they, they are going <laughs> after you. Man, but uh, it doesn't matter. The it, truth it, shall set us free. Works. That, by the way, that leads I, to I my prediction want... in seconds uh, about well, this. Go ahead, Sheriff. Well, about what we're going to do in 2024. Oh, okay, good. Well, okay, so related really quickly, to your court folks. case and related to the points that you're making right now about your case. Wonderful. Well, th this is the point. I want all of you to know, some of you might think that the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association is only for peace officers or sheriffs. Not true. We invite all public officials to be a part of this. We have uh, invited in the past public officials, congressmen, uh, state, sen state senators, state representatives. Uh, I think we've even had a governor once or governor candidate before. Uh, county, attorney, county attorneys, we would love to have them more involved in it. They're usually the last to be involved, but county commissioners, city councils, mayors, and more importantly, 
our CSPOA posse made up of people across this country, just everyone. Everyone needs to be involved in this movement because quite frankly, I'm gonna say something very bold here, but we have been saying this for, for over uh, a, a couple of decades. The county sheriff is America's last hope. We have a book that is so entitled. And the constitutional sheriff is uh, America's last hope. It is the most powerful and effective solution we have in America today. If you want a solution to what's going on, you want a sheriff who interposes, who stands in the way, who stands in the gap between you and tyranny uh, and, and abuse and oppression and, and government overreach. The last say in your county is we the people standing with our sheriff, our only elected law enforcement official. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Brighty on TV. I love the people that have shows on this network. I love Liberty Roundtable. Uh, we need to know the truth and we need to be educated. There's no question. We can't do this without being educated. But when it comes, and then that's why we do CSPOA seminars all across the country for public officials and the public. And we love that they are together on this. But my point is this, CSPOA.org is where every one of you can become a member. Help us become stronger. We have an onslaught of attacks going against us. We have threats uh, and, and the lies going out among the media. The sheriffs see that and they're backing off. We need you to join and be a part of this. And we need you to contact your sheriff. And we need you to be telling your sheriff, don't listen to these lies and don't believe these lies that are all over the internet about Sheriff Mack, about Sam, about CSPA and what we stand for. They have completely, 100%, given the opposite information of what we stand for and who we are. And so, folks, and we need your membership. And that my prediction, Sheriff. My Whoa. prediction is in 2024, we will have an, a threat, ladies and gentlemen. Write this down. This is not a threat. This is a promise. From Sam Bushman, yours truly to you. This is not a threat, I repeat. This is a, we will have a showdown about ideology with the left, with the liberals, with the dishonest liars, whether they be in the media, whether they be in academia, no matter where they are, about who we are and what we stand for. So they want to claim that we have, you know, unpolitical theories. That's all we have. And we go back to the Supreme Court case win. And they want to say that the court case of Sheriff Richard Mack is pretty inconsequential. I mean, it was a neat win for a guy. Cool. He has a lot of fame about it. He tries to make a bunch of money on it. That's their lie narrative. We're going to prove that to be false and prove that it's not a narrow sequential decision. Rather, it's a very broad-based, modern-day, the greatest Tenth Amendment decision ever rendered reality check on unbridled power. And I predict to you, in 2024, you will see more clarity on this issue from uh, Sheriff Richard Mack, the CSPOA, and myself, along with those who are involved with us, Brighteon included. Uh, the new media is on their stage, and they're willing to tell the story, okay? And as a result, then, the media kind of helps carry the ball for the CSPOA, the sheriff, America's greatest hope and last hope. Okay, this is an opportunity. And I'm telling you right now, we're going to be pushing this envelope in 2024. It is not violent. It is not a threat. It is a promise to make sure that the truth uh, can be heard everywhere in the nation. And that's our quest for 2024, Sheriff. Well, I, I uh, agree. I think we're getting close to having uh, an, 
uh, open debate. I was going to say an honest debate. It won't be honest. Uh, you, not if you on their side, the ones, it sure won't. Not, in, on, not, not on their side at all. Uh, but folks, uh, the truth stands, and uh, Sam, or, Sam and I, or whoever would be representing us, probably Sam and me, uh, for, for heaven's sakes, folks, it's so easy to follow the truth and just uh, keep to that. I, I don't even need to prepare. I don't need to look up things. Uh, I, I, I know the Constitution. I know uh, our Supreme Court case, and I know their lies, and, and they will have to lie in order to make a stand. And what we will do is one of the claims they lie up. They say we'd love to just kind of hold the Constitution in our hands or have it in our shirt pocket and pull it out and tap it from time to time. But we don't really read it. We just kind of tap it and point to it and use it as a kind of a crutch. And it's our time, ladies and gentlemen, to throw it down to these collegiate thugs who think they are the constitutional scholars of the world and show them that the redneck farmers of America, sheriffs and you and I and everybody else, we do read the Constitution and we will absolutely pardon the pun. Uh, this is metaphorically, we will shove it down their throats, ladies and gentlemen. And Sheriff Richard Mack's case helps us do that. It clearly articulates the dual sovereignty between the states and the general government. It clearly articulates the separation of powers between the president, the judiciary, uh, and the legislative bodies. It clearly lays out the truth on these matters, and we will absolutely um, again, metaphorically, make them eat their words regarding this. And Richard Mack has decided to kick off 2024 with a bang. He wrote an article, which we want to talk about in relation to this. They claim we're violent, ladies and gentlemen. They claim that, you know, Sam Bushman and Richard Mack, but there's been no violence from either of us ever in our entire lives. Okay, that's over 100 years between the two of us. Zero violence of any kind. Everything we advocate is peaceful. And the record shall be articulated, set it straight. You point to a single act of violence that we have participated in and or um, led. And the answer is there is not a single one. And when they oh, see Richard Mack was at the Richard Mack was at the um, Bundy Ranch scenario. That's right. And thank heavens, it was a peaceful event. The only violence that was done is when the government literally murdered cows. Okay. And then later, they eventually murdered Lavoie Finicum as we continued to plea for peace uh, and to de-escalate the situation. But my point is, Sheriff Richard Mack wrote a poignant article that we want to get to now that highlights, you know, where the violence really is, Sheriff. Yes, yeah, Sam, I, uh, I came across this kind of inspirationally, I guess. Um, there, uh, I saw on my television... Uh, uh, a advertisement for uh, a documentary and it was called King in the Wilderness and I thought King in the Wilderness and and I like nature shows I really like shows uh, about the about Mother Earth or uh, African safaris or anything yeah, documentaries nature. and such yes and so I thought, King in the Wilderness, well, that's going to be talking about lions. Uh, and uh, so I I clicked on it. <laughs> and boy, was I wrong. It was about Martin Luther King. And, and, okay. and so, uh, and I've always liked documentaries about well, it was him. really about and, Martin uh, Luther King Jr., not the real Martin Luther, by the way, just so people correct. know. Correct. Martin Luther King Jr., because, yeah, it wasn't about his father. Uh, 
but it mentioned his father. But anyway, uh, this documentary was about his, uh, most of it centered around his speech in Riverside, New York, River, Riverside Church in New York. And this is a very elaborate, huge cathedral. And he's been invited there or they, his people arranged for him to speak there. And his speech started with ladies and gentlemen. And I'm wondering um, if we have that quoted, quoted exactly, but um, man, can you make that bigger, uh, Hannah? I can't, I can't read it there, but uh, okay. So scroll down. Uh, okay. Let's see. No, I think. We, okay right there yeah um when when he when he first spoke he he said that he could not talk or address the violence in the ghettos uh they're describing violence against uh black americans he said he couldn't talk about that anymore which which is what he was really dedicating his life to and he said, I can't talk about that anymore. And scroll down just a little bit. Uh, go, no, no, the other way. Go down. Yeah, there, right there. And now up a little bit, up a little bit, because the time's covering it. No, up, up, up. Uh, no, the other way. Go the other way. I don't know. Uh, go up. Go. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. Okay, there. And... And he goes, I know that I could never again raise my voice against the violence of the oppressed in the ghettos without having first spoken clearly to the greatest purveyor of violence in the world, my own government. And then he goes on, if America's soul becomes totally poisoned part of the autopsy must read vietnam well he's absolutely correct and his words have been quite prophetic because i don't believe there's any doubt that things have gotten worse since he made that speech april 4th 1967 and the soul Boy, of by our the country, way that's the year that's the year i was born sheriff Oh my goodness, Sam, man, you're still a youngster, but, <laughs> but, uh, and you were born Fourth of July in that year. Yeah, that's right. Okay, but let's, but, but let's focus on, let's focus on what he said. The United States of America was the greatest purveyor of violence in the world, and uh, if the soul of America becomes poisoned, which it has. And, and you could make a, you could point your finger at a lot of things. You could point government corruption, political corruption of both major parties, um, who, again, as we noticed at the beginning of the show, uh, are part of the problem. The political structure is part of the problem. Washington warned us that a two-party system would kill our country, would be the bane of American liberty, he said. So, folks, after he gave this speech, he got attacked by the national media. Wow, big surprise. And politicians who were so enraged that he could say such a horrible thing. And 
someone who he had a friendly relationship with, LBJ, President Lyndon Baines Johnson was mad at him because Johnson was the one fomenting the dishonesty and the subterfuge and uh, the red flag purposes for fabrications to go to Vietnam. And he kept us in Vietnam and he sent over 500,000 troops to Vietnam willingly for a political move on his part and to support the military complex. He did this. He was willing to sacrifice about 70,000 youngsters, young Americans for their political subterfuge and for their money and for their equipment and all of this behind Vietnam which was totally unnecessary, totally illegal, and literally Johnson is committing murder so he can have this war that he lied about to get us in in the first place. Folks, this is horrible stuff going on. And Martin Luther King, when did this ever come out? When? Why didn't this ever big time make the news? I've never heard about this until about four days ago. And so why because was this it doesn't fit the narrative, Sheriff. It doesn't. It shows that you and, and so, I have a whole lot more in common with Martin Luther King Jr. than we once thought. It shows the other side of the story that the FBI, why won't the FBI release all the records now? Uh, literally how many years later now? I'm 56 years old. So 56 years later, how come? Why don't they release it? All? Because you'll know the truth if they do that. Yeah. And the the biggest uh, one of the biggest side notes of this is that who who murdered him uh, didn't do it, according to the uh, Martin Luther King family. And Dexter King, his son, met with James Earl Ray in prison and asked him if he had killed uh, his father. Now he's dying. James Earl Ray was dying at the time of cancer. So he gave him a chance to come clean and to repent and to uh, and to say whether he did it. He said no. The historical irony of this is that James Earl Ray uh, confessed to the murder, and then two or three days later he recanted his confession and demanded a trial. The King family testified in a hearing, I believe, in Atlanta, and the King family testified, "We want." James Earl Ray to have a trial. So here's the widow and the fatherless children asking, pleading, demanding that James Earl Ray get a trial. The government refused. They would yeah, not you give this why? man a trial because they didn't the, want the, the truth. The reason exposed. why? Same thing with Ammon Bundy. Why didn't that case continue to Ammon Bundy's conviction? Because the FBI lied, because the government literally changed the narrative, withheld evidence and everything else, and they knew too much would come out, Sheriff. Same reason they won't Correct. release and all that, the FBI and, files and on it. Martin Luther King Jr. now. And so, folks, I wrote this article, and I've passed it around the country. Sam's been passing it around. Everybody on the right has been passing it around. If you'd like to get a copy... Uh, please let us know. Uh, let Brighton, let Hannah, anybody. Uh, if you if you want a direct copy from me, email me at sheriffmac at hotmail.com. Sheriffmac at hotmail. I'll get you a copy. Uh, no, I don't care if you have my personal email. You know, it's out there anyway. But folks, this truth, this article needs to, to go. And I'll tell you why I wrote it. 
I wrote it to the lying leftist media. I wrote it to all the people who admire Martin Luther King and loved his legacy, but trample on the truth every day. Uh, Martin Luther King, by the way, coincidentally, <laughs> may, if, if there are such things in government and, and assassinations, he was murdered one year to the day after he gave this speech. On April 4th, 1968, at the Lorraine Hotel in Memphis, Tennessee, an assassin's bullet took the life of this good man. Now folks, do you think that's coincidence? Well, you can think what you want, but to the very day after he said this, and not only that, but there's another point to the article. He was so uh, depressed about the abuse and the lies and the attacks that he received for telling the truth that he got so upset and lonely. Lonely is the word that documentary uses. I, I recommend all of you watch King in the Wilderness. And in, in so doing, he was going to go see, his doctor recommended that he see a psychiatric counselor. His, his staff and, and, and family said, do not do that because you, your enemy, the FBI, who was following this man, monitoring this man, illegally surveilling this man, and wiretapping this man uh, under the supervision of J. Edgar Hoover, they were doing that all illegally, and they said, if you go to that counselor, the FBI will expose you to the world. They will paint you as a loony, a crazy, uh, and mentally disturbed. You can't do it. You'll be giving them ammunition. So he didn't do it. He needed the help, and, and he just fought through it with his, with his own family and, and his staff. But, folks... This is absolutely absurd that we think that that's okay. And RFK Jr., who's running for president, came out and said it was okay for the Kennedy administration to be surveilling and following and monitoring and illegally surveilling uh, Martin Luther King. It was not. And doing it today no. is also illegal. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want Go you ahead, to know King in the Wilderness is an American documentary film about Martin Luther King Jr. You ought to check it out. Now, I want to be very clear because a lot of people have heard me criticize uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, and I think that there's some facts that come out that you know have some points there. But here's what we need to understand as we learn both sides of the story, right? We're all learning. We're all gaining more and more and more information. And uh, we all grow right. up in government schools and grow up in a society that really manipulates narratives. And so it's really hard <clears throat> to vet the truth. Uh, but what I'm learning is, look, they pioneered the efforts that they're using to attack us now, Sheriff, on Martin Luther King Jr. and others. And they pioneered those yeah. tactics of abuse, those tactics of deceit, those tactics of manipulation in the media and everywhere else against their uh, opposition. Uh, and they used those tactics on Martin and refined them. Now, six, almost 60 years later, 50 plus years later, we're seeing their refined efforts against you and I, right? I mean, they've literally got an FBI right. file on me. They reported me to Congress. They got an FBI file on you. They reported you to Congress. We have evidence of that via the congressional record now. They're using the same tactics, but more refined against us. And so now it makes me kind of wonder, well, hey, Martin probably wasn't perfect. I get it. But was he more 
um, aligned with us than we previously thought? Probably so. Uh, is the record Probably. of the most violent, let's see, what's the phrase of your headline here? <clears throat> the, greatest the greatest purveyor, purveyor of, violence of violence in the, in the world? world. Right. Who is that? And the answer is it's your government against anyone they demonize. Martin Luther King, Richard Mack, Sam Bushman, and now the I Have a Dream speech really comes into focus, doesn't it, Sheriff? Well, it does, and his family came out and said James Earl Ray did not kill their father, and they believe that the FBI had a hand in it. And and I and I believe they were actually more much stronger in their accusation against the government for killing Martin Luther King, their father and husband. So th these are huge, huge accusations, and this is a huge story. Uh, and and the one way, other thing, I, I've questioned now a lot of the things that I questioned uh, about Martin Luther King, because I believe that the agreed. FBI put out a lot of lies about him that people started buying his truth because they trusted the FBI. I do not I trust the FBI, and they should be abolished. I completely agree. And furthermore, we demand they release all records. What do they have to hide now? He's been gone for almost 60 years, people. What are we yeah. afraid of now? Now, I'll be uh, pointing this out, too. They try to link us to James Edwards in a negative way. <clears throat> and our friend James Edwards literally has had um, Martin Luther King's niece on with him several times, Sheriff. Yeah, uh, I would be happy to have any of the King family on with me. I would I would be happy to have any of the civil rights leaders or the so-called civil rights leaders. I think Al Sharpton is a fake and a fraud, uh, and he tries to divide our country by race baiting. Well, we can still have him uh, on and debate and it, discuss it. Let's do it. I I would love I would still love to talk with him. Yes. Agreed. And by the way, we won't just bring him on to attack him and, and, and do the drive-by kind of media shootings that they do that Rush Limbaugh highlighted. We wouldn't do that. We'd be politeful and respective, respectful, even if we ask a few hard questions and disagree. We will do so agreeably and kindly. But anyway, the, I have a dream speech and this other speech that you mentioned in 1967, uh, and the FBI files should be released. Let's get to the bottom of who's who. But let's be very clear. The greatest purveyor of violence seems to be our government. From Martin Luther King to all of us, and the narrative continues to grow. We'll talk about that, but watch King in the Wilderness, an American documentary film about Martin Luther King Jr. and what he was wrestling with and how much pressure our own government and, put on another, him. Ladies another quick question, Sam. I've got a quick question. Something else sure. that we need to get to the bottom of. What, what would you do? What will you do? You and the rest of our listeners today and viewers, uh, what would you do if your cell phone stopped working? What would you do? And I mean, stop working. And five days later, three weeks later, five months later, your cell phone still is not working. What would you do? Well, we have the answer here. Look, here it is, my cell phone, my my satellite phone. And it totally works. I've already used it. And this satellite phone has a big antenna and it has another antenna that you can put on your car so it works uh, even better that way. If you want a uh, solar charger, you have to get that separate. But folks, go to sat123.org or is it .com, Sam? .com, .com sir. 
no, sorry, uh, cspoa.org, folks, but sat123.com, okay? That's right. And you want this phone because it works from the North Pole to the South Pole. <laughs> it works all around the world. It works if you're on the middle of a lake, middle of the ocean. It works if the, if the grid is down, works if the grid uh, itself towers are down, doesn't matter. You still will have communication between you and your loved ones if you have this phone. Obviously, your loved ones are going to need access to the phone also. So we have two, and we highly recommend that you get two or three of these at sat123.com and make sure you add the code MAC, M-A-C-K, MAC50, which gets you another 50 bucks off. And the, the phone is free. Call them, go to their website, get your phone ordered. This is the best insurance for communications there is in the world. SAT123.com. When it calms down, ladies and gentlemen, your sat phone can work. And if you and a remote member of your family or a separated member of your family, see, for me, I've got eight kids. Five children are already married. Six of them are out of the house, and they're all over the country. And so these sat123.com phones can let me communicate with them if all calms are down, whether it be something as simple as a storm and communications are down or something much greater. Sat123.com is your answer because we at CSPOA.org, want to help you get prepared. At CSPOA.org, you can click on the link, or you can simply go to sat123.com and use the code MAC50. All right, Donald Trump wins Iowa caucus sheriff, and boy, was it an incredible historic landslide, to say the least. It turns out that Donald Trump captured 51% of the vote. He won by a record margin, to say the least, over the second-place getter, Ron DeSantis. It was a distant second place with only 21%. Nikki Haley pulled 19%. Vivek Ramaswamy only had 7%, and it drops sharply off after that. It was so bad, Vivek Ramaswamy dropped out of the race, endorses Donald Trump after the Iowa caucuses. Uh, Entrepreneur says there's no path forward for him, but he endorses Donald Trump. Now, in addition to that incredible endorsement, one out of the race, 51% landslide victory, House Speaker Mike Johnson says President Donald J. Trump has my full endorsement and support. Furthermore, Senator Marco Rubio now endorses Trump for president and even North Dakota governor, former candidate as well, who's dropped out. Now, Doug Bergen endorses Trump as well. When you look at this, Sheriff, it is overwhelmingly for Donald. Now, Nikki Haley's hoping a New Hampshire upset or New Hampshire whatever can change the game. I don't think so, Sheriff. Too many endorsements. The ball, the snowball is rolling for Trump. Yeah, it is. And uh, in, in a lot of ways, rightfully so. I mean, I am fed up with the uh, obsession. I mean, I, I, almost a diabolic, maybe not a, a diabolic obsession from the left that keeps going after Trump and his family the way they do. Uh, that's just absolutely immoral, wrong. It's it's way over. Well, we highlighted Martin Luther King. We highlighted us and Donald Trump's taking the heat like nobody ever has, Sheriff. No one, no one in, in history has done this. Let's just keep it real simple, Sam. Was there a Russian connection 
Was there Russian communication between Trump's campaign no. and no. Russia? No. no. It was all made up. It was a lie. And do we know for a fact that Adam Schiff said that he had evidence and was going to expose it and said it over and over nationally, told us uh, as, as a congressman, told the American people he had the evidence and was going to expose it. He never did. And now we find out that the FBI refused to investigate this and uh, before the uh, 2020 election. And there is election fraud right there, Sam. Uh, and we, it's, it's so simple to take this. And no one in the media that was lying about him and promoting this ever came out and apologized to uh, Donald Trump and, and or his family, which his sons they, were accused of being a part of it. And they still this day don't even admit to the truth. They kind of have to. And then they try to on the back end of their, um, I don't know what you call it, slap in the face um, admissions. They kind of try to muddy the waters even when they know the truth now too. In other words, well, yeah, the dossier wasn't true, but Donald's still a thug. Yeah, that yeah. wasn't true, but Donald still promotes lies everywhere as if they don't. And so what I mean is even when they do assert something true by force, if you will, by the truth coming out, they still do a backhanded slap kind of admission at the least. And to prove the point, election integrity issues are one of the things that Donald Trump has spoke out boldly about. So have we, so as our dear friends over at True the Vote, Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips. Mm -hmm. um, and now there's a headline in the Epoch Times, which Hannah can get up on your screen, that, that really relates to this too. Headline says this, voter fraud convictions challenge narrative of secure elections, criminal convictions of election fraud across America have called into question the narrative that cheating is rare and of little impact. The reality is much different. It is not rare. It's all the time. It's not little impact. It's huge. And the Epoch Times Stephen Kovac writes and highlights that this is not a once in a, a time thing. Look at this article, Sheriff, and look at how many times uh, just recently there have been election fraud convictions and overturns of elections and election, election redos and prosecutions. And then they run around and claim that we make these election integrity issue claims without evidence. The Epoch Times yeah. has put together the evidence here, Sheriff. A lot of these we've been talking about with uh, True the Vote. Uh, CSPA did a press conference a year and a half ago, a little over a year and a half ago in Las Vegas, where we exposed some of this at, at that time. Uh, and Catherine Engelbrecht was one of our speakers. Mike Lindell was one of our speakers. Patrick Byrne, one of our speakers. Um, and, and I even found the guy who introduced the whole thing. Um, oh, well, Wayne Root. Uh, he he introduced the Wayne entire Allen, meeting. Well-known friend and talk show host. His his uh, introduction of all of this was amazing because he did it from a betting standpoint, and and for Trump to lose after he was ahead, and then they stopped all the vote uh, counting the vote in the five or six uh, swing states, and then after they came back, it reversed in every state. And he said the likelihood of that happening was all, almost a, a, a thousand to one. Uh, yeah, just it's from, against just, all odds is the point that he made, Sheriff. It, it's, it is against all odds. And 
all of this points to one thing, and that is the ubiquitous cheating that happened. And then what did the press and the White House and many of the politicians do? All using the same talking point. It was the most secure election in, in history. What I wanted uh, Biden to say is how, what did they do to make sure that there was this, a secure and safe and integrous election? No one ever said that because it was not true. It was just talking points and propaganda and brainwashing. Go. Well, the good news is, ladies and gentlemen, is 2024 is the year of clarity is what I'm calling it. You're going to see more and more evidence that we were right on every topic under the sun. Now, Anthony Fauci forced to admit that, you know what? The social distancing was not scientific. It was all made up. Why is he admitting these things now? Because Rand Paul is pressing him before Congress. And if he lies, he goes to jail. So he's being forced to tell the truth on some of these things now. Social distancing had no scientific backing, just like we claimed from the beginning. More and more people are getting sick from the vaccinations. Uh, the election integrity issues are coming to light. Like I said, this headline is incredible. Voter fraud convictions challenge narrative of secure elections. What do you, convictions? I thought we were speaking without evidence. Now it gets worse. Donald's on a roll. He's got endorsement after endorsement after endorsement. He absolutely cleaned up in Iowa. He's headed for an absolute victory. And the deep state, the enemies of liberty are beside themselves. They're going to use the attacks on Martin Luther King Jr. playbook, the same playbook they're used to attack Richard Mack and myself uh, against Donald Trump. They're using those against him. Now, Stuart Rhodes, they use the same tactics against Stuart, threw him in prison for nothing. He didn't enter the Capitol. He didn't bring weapons to the Capitol. But nevertheless, he's convicted for 18 years. Now, Ray Epps, who literally led people into the Capitol, gets only six months and virtually probation uh, was his sentence. And so you see the double standard narrative from these people. Well, Stuart Rhodes is speaking out now saying, look, the same narrative they used against me, meaning Stuart, they will be using against Donald Trump. So look out for it. But here's the latest headline from, what do you call this, NBC? Supposedly credible mainstream press news organization. If you believe this headline, it's a very scary narrative for America in 2024. Listen up. NBC News reports deep state plot for military coup against Donald Trump amid fears of alleged retribution if he gains the White House. Jim Hoff, gatewaypundit.com, brings this to our attention. Bottom line, NBC reports that the left, deep state, they're trying to find ways to have the military not be under civilian control. They're afraid Donald Trump will use it for retribution. Now, all fears of Donald Trump in the 2016 election cycle were bogus. I mean, they literally said we won't have a country, we won't have an economy if Donald takes over. We'll be in a war, it'll just be crazy, everything will be melted down. None of it was true. We had the best economy ever under Trump. So you know what? I don't like some of the things that Donald Trump says, but as a whole, he governs a lot different than he talks. He talks pretty radical. He's in your face and he's a little, in my opinion, a little loose lipped and that can sink ships. I get it. But when it comes to real governing, though, he was a very, very mellow, not knee jerk reactionary uh, gov uh, president. Uh, he right. governed with a very soft hand and a very 
um, patient demeanor. We didn't get into wars under Trump. The economy is doing well, well under Trump. Everything they said well, turned out to be false about what was going to happen, and they're doing it again now. And now they're fearful right. that he's going to take over the military. He's yeah. done no such thing. They claim he created no. an insurrection. No evidence. Ridiculous. They claim now that Ridiculous. if he comes back into the White House, it'll be bad. But there's no evidence of that. He peacefully left on Air Force One, and he went back to Mar-a-Lago, even when it was his time to leave, Sheriff. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. And and I will tell you one example of, of what you were just saying about his softer approach. He had a very good relationship with uh, the dictator, uh, emperor, whatever you want to call him, of North Korea. And and he he worked with this man. He visited with this man. He was trying to make sure that uh, we had a peaceful relationship with him, as he did with China. And, and yet, he still was firm with both of them. And our China-American relationship was a hundred times better under Trump than it is now. And people, you would think they would be looking at that. And one of the biggest farces, Sam, the absolute farcical joke of an attorney general is the AG in New York. Filing civil fraud against Trump for getting loans and do you know what, Sam? There is no victim. If you have a fraud, if you have something fraudulent, there should be a victim. There is no victim. None of the loaning institutions or banks ever complained that Trump had lied to them or misrepresented or didn't make his payments. He's made all the payments and everything is copacetic, no problem. And then here comes a politician that promised in her campaign that she would go after Trump uh, for fraud, and she does it. How absolutely absurd. There is no victim, and in such, you have no case. Whether it be civil or criminal, you have no case. And none of the loaning institutions ever filed a complaint against him. What a joke, Sam. And this is just well, another example of all the and here's the interesting thing. Stuart Rhodes, if he was an insurrectionist like they claim, he was supposedly there with a, quote, militia force ready to take action. And if Donald was going to go ahead and take action, he could have literally just worked with Stuart Rhodes and made it all happen. Donald Trump said, no, we'll peacefully let power be transferred to the next mm, president. I don't believe it's legitimate. I want Congress to look into it. Let's peacefully go to the Capitol and vet this thing like we should. Um and then when Trump did not use Stewart, Stewart backed off listening to his commander-in-chief, the president, Sheriff. So it shows that none of us are violent. None of us have those intentions at all. And the proof is in the pudding. It's just like you and I walked away from the Malheur Wildlife Refuge. We didn't want a confrontation. Yes. We spoke out against one. Well, the same thing, that's what Stewart did at the Capitol. He said, President, I'm here to serve you if you need me. And the president said, no, thank you. I wanna peacefully transfer power. The president left on Air Force One. The president said, peacefully, you know, have your members of Congress look into election integrity issues. The people for the most part peacefully asked for that as well. And Congress didn't listen is the real problem. Congress ignored their constituents. Uh, and, and in my opinion, were guilty of dereliction of duty uh, on that front. So there you have it. But the records are coming out that the Secret Service was working with Stuart Rhodes. Did you know that, Sheriff? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, actually, I've had. So I've, think about that. The Secret Service did. working with Stuart Rhodes. But, In court, the Secret Service lied and said they weren't, but then they got caught lying. And, and Sam, 
you more than anybody know because I said it on your show several times and I said for you and everybody else with the CSPOA, do not go to January 6th. Do not go to Washington, D.C. Right. on January 6th. Sam, why did I say that? Because you knew there was, uh, was something smelled rotten in Denmark. Was that the deal? <laughs> you knew that it was not going to go well. Uh, and and uh, another deal, because there was so much emotion and so many people there. Uh, it, it just, I, I didn't know what they were going to do, but I, I knew it was a bad situation. You just don't mix oil and water, and that's what they were trying to do. And it, it was not something that we wanted to be a part of, and we were not. How many of the well, leftist organizations have hailed the me as a hero for that? You would Wait, see the civil again? rights. You had seen the civil rights folks and rioting all the summer before that as well and knew that it just couldn't go well. Charlottesville, yeah. the riots all summer long, the takeover of Seattle called Jazz and all the stuff. You saw all that and went, hey, whoa, hold on, right? Yeah, and, and so I thought the national media would be congratulating me for my leadership uh, in trying to prevent uh, a problem and making sure that uh, our people didn't go. I wish I had gone much broader in that, but I know I did other shows because some of those shows were asking me if I was going to go to January 6th. And indeed, I got invited about 20 times and I turned them all down and I wanted nothing to do with it. And I didn't speak out as boldly against it as you did, but I was asked to go too and turn them, turn them down and did not go. Of course. No, and I know you had been, but folks, this... This anyway, this is just another indication of the deceit and subterfuge of the national media and the SPLC uh, and uh, ADL, uh, Daily Beast, uh, and all of them. They they have an agenda. They're not trying to report. They're trying to destroy. And that's right. We're about out of time. America. We're about out of time, but if you want to share Richard Mack's article, go to CSPOA.org, look in the news section, and you'll find the greater, greatest purveyor of violence in the world, Sheriff Richard Mack. Great, great article. We also want to tell you to watch the film uh, King in the Wilderness, the documentary about Martin Luther King, and we also would love you to become a member of the CSPOA. When you do, you're absolutely supporting the County Sheriff, America's Last Hope. We stand for peaceful solutions on this radio program and in all of our trainings and everything we do. If you want to see one of our sub-trainings or a small sample of our trainings, go to cspoa.org. It's a video. You can check it out. If you want to see our election historical election integrity video, do so at cspoa.org. And thanks so much to all of you. God bless America. The preceding show was sponsored by the global currency collapse will wipe out the dollar and many other assets. And the only things that will maintain value during the global debt reset are those with intrinsic value. The Treasure Island Coins and Precious Metals Company is my go-to source. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. 
Second, education. Conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Introducing PrepStartsNow.com, your ultimate guide to readiness and peace of mind. We offer practical preparedness tools, training, and education to take your family's household readiness to the next level. Browse the prep shop for essential products, check out our planning guides, and stay informed with our prep blog. Visit PrepStartsNow.com and subscribe to our emails for exclusive offers, new products, and future events. Remember, preparedness begins with PrepStartsNow.com. Former Sheriff Richard Mack recounts in his book the proper role of law enforcement, how he came to realize while working as a beat cop how wrong the all-too-common orientation of police officers is when they think of their job as being to write tickets and arrest people. Richard Mack tells of his personal transformation from by-the-number cop to constitution-conscious defender of citizen safety and freedoms. Learn what it really means to serve and protect. Purchase your copy at CSPOA.org. That's CSPOA.org. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I am working with Brighty on uh, radio and TV and a few others to try to align the clocks between radio and TV to be more um, aligned with one another. And so, uh, But in the meantime, there's a little bit of a leftover that I'm kind of taking care of. Look, we talked about the greatest purveyor of violence in the world that is your government they've used their tactics on martin luther king jr refined those tactics they're attacking myself sheriff richard mack president or former president donald trump and many others using the same tactics ladies and gentlemen cspoa.org if you want to share that incredible article that the good sheriff wrote um king in the wilderness is a documentary about martin luther king you ought to watch it might give you a perspective about him that you did not know and overall, Trump wins Iowa caucus in virtually a landslide. Vivek drops out of race and endorses the Donald. Mike Johnson, House Speaker, endorses the Donald. Senators Marco Rubio and North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum all endorse Trump. He's on a roll. And folks, the liberals are scared. Let's stand together for the sake of the cause of liberty, shall we? Hour one of the can, hour two coming up in seconds. God save America.